Hey, 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 beautiful people. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. This is Reverend Carrie Holmes with a word to encourage you to carry on and a message at midnight. I would like to especially thank Pastor Nicole Mackay, along with my sister Kimberly Holmes with the divine conspiracy that they came up with um, to bring you not only the Facebook Live that you're going to see here, but to grab the audio and to share it in a podcast. Your girls on podcast. Hey, 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 beautiful people. Hello, hello, hello to the podcast world. Thank you very, very much from the bottom of my heart to Pastor Nicole. And thank you so much to my sister Kimberly for conspiring to do that. Uh, it was a surprise to me and uh, just posted today, uh, which would have been uh, here in October 2021 as a special surprise and thank you and encouragement during pastoral appreciation uh, month and I want to say um, thank you very much to Pastor Nicole for that and I'm so excited to bring you this message at midnight so that when you listen to the podcast or you watch this live or if you're joining me now you can be encouraged to eradicate fear and serve it the eviction that it deserves. That eviction notice has got to come from you and it's got to come from a place of faith to move fear out of your life and out of the places where it does not belong, where it's operating. And I wanna give you a few key tips right off the bat. Now, many of you know, as service a consultant, both in the community, civic and political sphere, and throughout um, the region for a number of churches, as well as doing press and events and et cetera. One of the things that I'm constantly doing is grabbing information and registering for seminars to stay on top and really have my finger on the pulse of what's happening in the marketing, in the um, diversity, training, and in the political sphere. And one of the things I love the most about any seminar or any webinar that I register or buy or become a part of or lead is when you get the juicy tidbits right up front. So let me give you this amazing scripture in Psalms that says, at what time I am afraid I will put my trust in you. Now, the exciting thing about this scripture is that it helps us in our humanity to grab a hold of what it is that God is saying to us right where the rubber meets the road. And that is to understand this. Even if you are afraid of launching your ministry, starting a business, writing a book, or whatever it is that God has given you to do, maybe it's just some type of fear that's come up um, for uh, being able to pay your bills, make the end of the month and the end of the money meet the end of the month, right? Whatever that thing is, whatever that thing is where fear is standing in the way and fear is looking you in the face, I want you to know that God's word truly reveals the key. When you feel fear, it is at that time that you can grab your investment in that place of fear or that thing that you're afraid of and put your trust in God. Now, I'm going to give you some practical tips of how the Lord has actually enabled me to do this and some tips that I really want to share with you from the Word of God that make the Word of God become flesh so that you can actually walk this thing out. But the first thing I want to share with you in this amazing scripture in Psalms, David declares, at the time that I'm afraid, that's when I'll take my investment in fear and I'll put it back in you. Um, one of the things I was so um, touched by recently is I heard Apostle S.A. Duke at Spirit Temple Bible Church, uh, the founder of S.A. Duke Miracle Ministries, he said, when you're afraid and you're worrying, 
It is proof that you do not know how much God loves you. When you are convinced of the love of God, you know that he is working all things together. I mean, you know that you know that you know he is working all things together for your good because you are the called according to his purpose and the ones that he called, he predestined. The Bible also tells us that we are his workmanship. Like he worked on us, not just on the situations around us, but actually on us. And we have been prepared to walk in good works that were already prepared for us. So not only has God prepared you not to walk in fear and to walk in faith, but he is also he is also orchestrating circumstances around you so that they can be circumstances that grow your faith and eradicate fear. So let me share with you some of the practical tips that the word of God actually reveals. And it's just a matter of taking a hold of these principles. One of the things is that we hear the word of God tell us that faith without works is dead. Now we know that and we've heard it time and time again. No doubt this is not the first time that you've heard that, but let me encourage you with this particularly relevant step and tip that you can take to bring that promise and that supernatural principle and make it your reality. So you know the supernatural principle that the word of God says, faith works by love. Let's break that down. Faith, it's the evidence of things hoped for, right? The scripture tells us faith is a substance, excuse me, of things hoped for. It's a tangible element in the spirit realm that transcends what's happening in the natural realm. Think about this scripture carefully, not just what you've heard, but actually think about it and allow the word to become flesh. Faith is the substance of things that you're hoping for. Hope is that thing that comes up inside of you that just believes and starts to move your faith higher and higher in God that, Lord, I know you can do this. Faith is what convinces you that he will and he has already. So faith is substance. Faith is the substance of things that you're hoping for. And it is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is literally the thing that you can hold on to and operate in the spirit realm that brings the impossible out of the realm of the impossible and transfers it into the realm of the tangible so that you can see it manifest. Now, the Bible also tells us in this scripture that faith, now that we have that definition straight from God of exactly what it is, it is the evidence and it is substance. Faith, evidence, and substance works without works is dead. If you take your evidence and you take your substance and you don't add action to it, it's dead. And this is where I think a lot of us um, get stuck because we know we have faith. We know we believe God, but we haven't activated our faith so we don't see the manifestation. We don't actually see that substance of faith and what we're believing for transfer the impossible thing into the tangible realm, into the natural realm, into our level and our reality of manifestation. So Lord God, I believe you for my house. I believe that you will help me pay all of my bills. I believe for my family to be saved. I believe for my brothers, my sisters, and whoever it is, I believe for this or that, right? So you have faith. You've got the evidence and you've got the substance, amen? But have you caused that evidence and that substance to begin to work? You've got to put action behind that. Those actions, the Bible tells us, are some of the things that we use as our spiritual warfare weapons. Faith, the evidence and substance without work is dead. 
some of those works that we use to activate our faith and move the intangible into the tangible and what we're believing for into the realm of manifestation and what we want and desire from God and what God has for us into the realm of manifestation is those very things that the Bible tells us, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And of course, Jesus, because he didn't want to trip us up. He wants us to come and experience life and that more abundantly. He said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So he began to explain in his time of teaching and his time of ministry on the earth, exactly what it is that transfers the intangible to the tangible. And that <laughs> he said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The scripture also tells us in Hebrews 11 that we understand through faith that the worlds were framed by the word of God. I've got this beautiful frame behind me that I picked up at one of my girlfriend's stores. Shout out to Mariama uh, Texera Crook and her shop, Violet's Closet. I am just looking at the frame, helping us to understand that it is the very thing that frames the word of the, the world. It's the word of God. The word of God is what outlines and produces everything that we see. Everything that we experience that we think is so real and so tangible. It is all made. It is all created. It is all framed by the word of God. Without the word of God, we wouldn't have the world we see today. Everything that we consider real, trees, mountains, roads, and rivers, it is all framed. It was all made possible. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 11 that everything we see was not made by the things we're seeing. It was made by the unseen. So it's the unseen realm that is the causal realm. That's what causes things to happen. And that's why you have to understand the power of your faith. Your faith is substance. It is evidence. Never discard your faith. And once you get a hold of it, begin to add to it works. Add to that evidence and that substance, that belief, that knowledge that you have. God, I've seen you do it before. I know you can do it again. What you've done for others, you can do for me too. God, I trust you. I believe you. I've seen it. It's in your word. That means that it is for me. And then you begin to add works to that evidence, work to that substance. If you are sure that you're sure that you're sure and you know that you know that you know that God is exactly who he said he is and is going to do what he said he's going to do, it is not hard to take a step of faith. In the natural, you might be shaking, but in the spirit realm, when you begin to take that step of faith and you begin to use the weapons of your warfare, first of all, begin to speak. Begin to speak the word of God. Do not speak fear. Once you give fear its eviction notice, servant notice, it has no place in your life. I will not walk in fear regarding my bills. I will not walk in fear regarding who is talking about me. I will not walk in fear regarding my next steps, my book, my career, my ministry, whatever it is. I will not walk in fear. I've refused to be in fear. Some of you might even have a fear of, of, of contracting the virus or, or becoming, um, impaired in your health or whatever it is. Refuse. Begin to speak. Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. That is one of the most powerful things that you can do is begin to speak the word of God and begin to declare the word of God. One of the most beautiful things I think that I've seen in the scripture is that Jesus gives us the tools. The word of God gives us the tools that we need to live 
out an abundant life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And he gives us everything that we need, the scripture tells us, that pertains to life and godliness. If you want to feel more alive, if you're looking for more joy, if you're looking for more peace, if you're looking for more happiness, if you're looking for freedom, I'm telling you, it is in Jesus Christ. And once you begin to speak the word, remember Jesus himself was the word made flesh. The Bible tells us very early in the beginning, right in the beginning of the book of the Gospel of John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. And that is an element and truth of the Word of God that continues to be true and bear true, bear out the, the truth in our life. When you have the word of God and you speak the word of God, it becomes your reality. And it's so powerful and awesome to watch it happen because I want to tell you one of the most powerful things I love about the word of God is it does not matter what the situation looks like. You can walk into a situation that's hopeless and begin to say, I declare the hope of God. I begin to release the light of God. I begin to release the love of God. You can walk into the midst and midst of a situation. Listen, everything could be crumbling around you when you begin to speak faith and you begin to speak life and you begin to speak the word and you begin to speak light the word of God changes the atmosphere oh my goodness when I think about the power of the word of God I can just run around this entire house I'm telling you the word of God is so powerful and I challenge you I double dare you to try God try speaking his word here's the powerful thing Jesus said himself the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And then he gave us the power to speak that word. It's not like a power that's reserved to certain entities, only pastors and only prophets and only special people who completely understand the word of God. Listen, if you don't even know the word, you can open up the Bible, turn to a page and begin to speak. You can say, Lord, you said your, the words you speak to me, they are spirit and they are life. So I take this word and I cause it to manifest. I cause it to come to pass in my life. I want to see you work what you said your work. God, you said that if I believe it is possible for me. God, you said that your word becomes flesh. If you're sick in your body, if you're sensing any type of sickness, illness, even a simple cold, begin to exercise simple faith. If you don't want to be sick, say sickness, you've got to go. According to God's promise, I'm already healed. I'm already delivered. My family already is walking in love and peace. Listen, Thanksgiving and the holidays are coming. If you have got some type of fear regarding your family gatherings or how someone treats you in that particular family unit, you can begin to release the word of God. I will be loved. I will be respected. I will feel joy. We will have peace in our home. We will have peace in our gatherings. And I'm just, I'm just telling you, I promise you that God will be God. He will always show up. And when you speak his word. So that is one of the most practical, tangible things that I can share with you tonight that you can do. Now I've got two or three others and I'm going to try to share with them share them with you real quickly before we go. One of them, as I said, is speaking the word. The next thing is that I want to encourage you to do is to worship. Worshiping God sets the atmosphere and it causes your faith to rise. Speaking of being together at midnight, the Bible tells us in the New Testament that Paul and Silas were put into jail. There are two of the apostles that um, the Acts, the book of Acts talks about a lot. After Jesus was uh, ascended to heaven, after he was resurrected and ascended to heaven, 
he encouraged the disciples to wait for the anointing and to wait for the gift of the Holy Ghost that would empower them to be witnesses. And following his death and resurrection, there were a number of individuals, we call them apostles. The scripture refers to them as apostles who continued teaching everything that Jesus taught. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, they began, the scripture says, literally to turn the world upside down. Everyone who saw them understood that they had been with Jesus, not because of how much they knew or how much they learned or how smart or how much achievements they had, but because they said what Jesus said, they did what Jesus said, and everything about Jesus was recognizable in them. So here's the apostles, Paul and Silas. They've been preaching the gospel, but the people in the city cannot stand that the gospel is setting people free and it's causing them to lose their hold in government and lose their hold in a number of ways that they had arranged hierarchy. So they began to threaten them. They said, if you keep preaching this gospel, we already tried to kill Jesus and we already arranged his, his death and his crucifixion. He got up out of the grave. Listen. If you keep on preaching about this Jesus, we're going to throw you in prison, we're going to torture you, we're going to persecute you, so on, etc. Now, the Bible tells us that at midnight, Paul and Silas, in the midst of this situation, child, they began to sing praises to God. Now, many of you know what happens next. Not only were the prison gates that they were in opened, but everyone around them had their chains fall off of them and their, those prison gates were open for all of the prisoners. Listen, I'm telling you, the power of praise and the power of worship is something that you, be, can, you can begin to use to change the very atmosphere. If you're sensing any type of depression during this holiday season, if you're sensing any type of fear or overwhelming sense of sadness, I want you to just begin to even play worship music from your YouTube, from your Pandora, anywhere on your computer. Hey, you can even go in and grab some of my videos or some music from the Hose family and just worship, just worship, begin to sing a song to God, begin to let worship flow. Even if you think that you don't have the best voice, this is not about your vocal ability. This is about setting the atmosphere because music has the power to transform and change an atmosphere faster than you can even imagine. Now, one of the things that's very special about music, it's not just music, but it's actual worship to God that allows him to step in and allows the atmosphere to be shifted. And in that alternate atmosphere, your faith can work even stronger. But remember, this is part of putting action to your faith. You begin to sing even when you don't feel like it. Even when you feel at your worst, you just begin to say, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, I can feel the atmosphere shifting even where I am right now, and I pray you can feel it too. You can use that song as your own weapon of warfare to change the atmosphere where you are. You can do it when you're in your car. You can do it when you're in your room, in your job. Or just go into the stall, walk through the hallways, singing the praises of God and shift the atmosphere in your workplace. Because faith, 
that evidence and that substance that you're expecting and you're believing. God, I know that you can, but now I want to believe and stand fast knowing that you will and that you already have. When you take that faith, that evidence, and your, that substance, and you add works to it, word, speaking the word, worship. The other element is prayer. And this is what we see that Paul and Silas did. They prayed and they sang. It's amazing to me the keys that are in the word of God. Like God, he really wanted us to know how to break through, how to succeed, how to soar, how to live an abundant life, how to rise above all of the naysayers, haters, all of the atmosphere and junk that comes around us in our world and overcome, be illuminated with light and with the life of God and begin to share that light with others. I'm telling you, it's just amazing to me how much we can miss if we don't actually take the time to pray, to worship, to meditate, and really get to know God in, not just through religion, but in a relationship and actually spend time with him. And here, this is exactly what Jesus said. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. When you read his word, when you meditate on it, when you listen to podcasts and you listen to believers and you listen to people who are spirit filled and who love God and they begin to sing or worship or share the word, you feel something different changing in your life and in your heart and in your mind. And it's so important that we shine this light that we have. Like Jesus said, it's important that a city set on a hill doesn't hide its light because there are so many dark days that people face without ever saying it that it's important for us to shine our light. So I'm so excited that you join me in tonight's uh, live broadcast and I'm praying that as you listen to this podcast, for those of you that will be joining me on the podcast, you will receive light, illumination, peace, the love of God and a turnaround and your very own personal breakthrough. The beautiful thing about knowing that Paul and Silas at midnight, when you think about the time of what midnight really represents, I want you to be encouraged. And I'm going to close out with this because I'm just too excited. Midnight is not only one of the darkest hours or the time before the darkest hours between like 2 to 3 and 4 a.m. The dawn doesn't break until about 5 a.m. You know, and we don't see the sunlight until about 6 a.m., wherever you are in the world. But there's something about midnight. Even though it's before the darkest hour, it signifies the changing of an old day to a new day. Now, the scripture tells us that a lot of key things happened at midnight. And I want to encourage you with a few of them right now. The Bible tells us that at midnight, the angel of the Lord went all throughout the land of Egypt to set the children of God free from the bondage of slavery that they had been held in for years inside of Egypt. The Bible also tells us that at midnight, <laughs> that Paul and Silas, as we're saying now, began to sing praises. Before your darkest hour, before you step into a situation that you're afraid of, I want to encourage you to begin to use your voice, singing, speaking, praying, crying out to God, saying, God, I know you're going to answer me. I know you're going to step in the middle of this situation. I may not have the answer, but you are my answer. You are my peace. You are my joy. And I refuse to let fear take my peace, take my joy, take my steadfastness, or take my belief and my faith away. Listen, fear wants to operate. And a lot of times the one powerful thing that fear can do is it paralyzes you, which is why I believe it's one of the reasons I believe that the Bible tells us that faith, which is the opposite of fear, works 
and it works by love and that faith without works is dead because God knows our human nature. He knows how we're formed and he knows how we'll re respond. And without him, we would be afraid of any situation, be afraid to step forward, afraid to, to launch out, afraid to believe, right? But the Bible tells us fear will paralyze you. You can see that even in the natural. When someone becomes afraid, they tend to freeze. It's the human response. But I want to tell you, faith without works is dead. And if you begin to move with your faith, even just whispering a simple prayer, God, I need you. Lord, I believe you. Father, I trust you. Just begin to activate your faith and begin to move. And like Paul and Silas did at one of the darkest hours, not only in their lives, but literally the darkest hours of the night, that is when God stepped in. Can you just imagine God stepping into your darkest moment? Just when you think that all hope is gone, when you think that all hope is lost, God takes the faith that you begin to work and he begins to work a miracle. I'm telling you, when you see God step into a situation in the midst of the darkest hour, that's going to build your faith even more. Because then you're going to look back and say, God, I know you did it for me before. I believe you're going to do it again. God, I've seen you do it for others. I know you can do it for me too. And I just want to share this witness and this light with you that I have seen God step in and be true to his word. There's no time when I've come to him and prayed in faith, stepped out or walked in faith or worshiped that the weapons of my, of my warfare have proven not carnal, not earthly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. It doesn't matter what stood in my way. Whenever I stepped out in faith, I saw God work a miracle and he can do the same for you. So these are just some of the things that God has done at midnight. I will post some more in the comments. I want to say hello and goodbye at the same time. I hope you've enjoyed this message at midnight. God bless you, Scott. God bless you, Chloe. Hello to Sister Keisha and all my friends that are there. I pray that you will be encouraged. I pray that you will be strengthened. I pray that you will be blessed. And I pray that you will work your faith. Because I'm telling you, your faith can work for you. It can give you that miracle breakthrough that you've been looking for and that peace that you've been so longing for. Remember, the darkest night is just before the dawn. It really is true. But you don't have to wait for the dawn to see a breakthrough. The breaking of day may come at 5 a.m. That may happen at 6 a.m. But God has a breakthrough for you at the point of your need. And that's exactly what he proved when he met Paul and Silas, that the power of their prayer and the power of their praise right there at midnight, they didn't have to wait. God stepped in and gave them a miracle, a miracle of freedom, a miracle of liberty. The Bible says it is for freedom. Thank you, Holy Ghost, that he has set us free. Just for the sake of his goodness and for the sake of his name, he will step in and give you the miracle that you need when you begin to step out in faith. And I encourage you to do that with those three simple things, with word, with your worship, and with prayer. You can put those in activation even right now. Let's pray together, you and I, and we're going to pray a prayer of faith together. I want to encourage you to repeat after me and serve an eviction notice on fear to leave your life and begin to activate your faith with this word of prayer. Say this with me, Lord, in Jesus' name, thank you for the power of faith. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the power of prayer. And thank you for the power of worship. I believe in you, and I know that you can do anything. With you, God, 
all things are are possible and there's nothing impossible and nothing that I cannot do. Fear in the name of Jesus, I serve an eviction notice in your presence in my life. I command you to leave me alone. I activate my faith in the name of Jesus and I expect to see the impossible become possible. It is my turn to be blessed and it's my time for a breakthrough. In Jesus' name, I activate my faith in God. And at what time I would be afraid, I will put my trust in God. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to message me. I want you to let me know how I can agree in prayer with you even deeper and more specifically for anything that you stand in need of. Whether it's your family, something personal for yourself, or for a special breakthrough that you need. And I pray this message at midnight has blessed you. I love you guys so much. And I want you to remember to activate your faith. Serve an eviction notice on fear. And of course, I want you to remember that you can carry on. See you do it again.